There will not be a WWE 2K21 mm. this year. This article comes out of Polygon and was written by Michael Wickwerder. 2K Games won't publish its annual WWE 2K Wrestling Simulation this year, the company confirmed in a statement on Monday. But 2K will publish a licensed WWE Wrestling game this fall called WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which the company described as an arcade-style action game with over-the-top superstar designs, environments, and moves. WWE 2K Battlegrounds is being developed by Saber Interactive, the studio behind 2K's NBA Playground games, and will focus on social pick-up-and-play fun, but with plenty of depth for those who want to get away, uh, get way into it, according to 2K. Mm. Like the NBA t- t- uh, Playgrounds, WWE 2K Battlegrounds will feature a roster of real-world personalities, such as The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, but with a slightly cartoonish look. Leading the renewed development effort at Visual Concepts is Patrick Gilmore, the new executive producer of the WWE 2K franchise. Gilmore is a longtime game developer whose credits include 2013's Killer Instinct, the Medal of Honor franchise, Amazon's New World, and Disney's Aladdin for the Sega Genesis. So I just showed Lockie the quick reveal trailer to uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Uh, and look, I'm not a fan of wrestling games general in, in general. I find the culture and the meta behind wrestling fascinating, but generally it's not really my thing. Uh, but I, I did play a little bit of 2K, WWE 2K20 last year with my friend Hunter. And I look, it was a pretty janky and broken game, but I had a fair bit of fun. So look, I, I, I could potentially see myself really enjoying this, uh, this, uh, more arcade style wrestling game. What do you think of that, that, that trailer I showed you? It's certainly, there's a few little intriguing bits and pieces there, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think I'm sort of in the same boat as you as I, I don't really play wrestling games regularly. I mean, I, I don't have anything against them. Um, I really liked them when I was younger. Um, but I just got bored of them eventually because they were pretty much the same thing. And this looks interesting because this looks like they're trying to break the mold a little bit and uh, try different styles and potentially different game mechanics. I was getting a strong Super Smash Brothers type feel to it with all the chibi, mm. chibi versions of the wrestlers. I don't quite understand why all of their wrestlers look like little people but um yeah it's 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 an un very uncanny valley type design choice that's that's sort of going on there so i don't know how yeah it, it doesn't look very nice but i i'm intrigued by the idea and this is a prototype version so it might have a few changes made down the track which i think would be welcome yeah yeah well i guess we'll just have to Wait and see what happens with that one. I, I, but yeah, I, look, I like the idea that I get to uh, play as John Cena and throw Dwayne Johnson into the mouth of an alligator. Uh, and also, I do like you got to love those couch co-op games. And I'm assuming this is going to have couch co-op in it. I'd be very, very, very surprised if it didn't. And yeah, this seems like the perfect kind of party game where you have a couple of friends over and you just bell the crap out of each other and you know, th- like like swing sharks at each other and ridiculous shit like that. Hello 
and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out week after week when they actually do come out. My name is Zach. And, and I'm, I'm lucky. Oh, God. Yeah. You were going to introduce I was... me? I, I introduced myself, sucker. Damn it. I was going to say something nice about you, Lucky. No. I guess you'll just... You'll never know. No, nah, you make me blush too often. So I, I thought I'd just um, cut right to it. Here I am. <laughs> You're sick of, the, sick of the flattery. That's that's fair enough. We don't want you getting too much of a big head. So I I understand with that one. How you doing, man? How's your uh, how's your week been? Yeah, I'm going well. I mean, I God, it's the it's the most generic thing to talk about in the world, but I really, really like the change in weather. Um, it's it's <laughs> really cold, and I fucking love the cold. I of course am frustrated that I can't go out um, traveling to where it's snowing in New South Wales at the moment yet. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it feels. It feels like things are changing um, for the better, which is uh, exciting. Yeah, nice. No, I'm, I, I do much prefer the cold weather. I'm definitely a cold weather person. I like any excuse to stay indoors and play some more video games. Mm. So, Do you ever get itchy nips, though? Itchy nips? No, yeah. I, I don't find that I do. You've you got to keep those nips moisturized, man. I know, really. exactly. That's that's the only downside. i got to apply the moisturizer more because I get the itchy nips. Uh, it's just another excuse to play with them. That's what, and that's what they're there for. They have no other biological reason. If 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 not, then I guess they're just there to be played with, right? <laughs> okay. Fucking Christ, they're getting off the rails pretty early on. Well, pretty quickly, I, I'll just mention as we talked about on the on the show a couple of weeks ago. Lockie described me as the COVID of gaming podcasts because I'm just getting out everywhere. This week, <laughs> uh, this weekend, I, I was on Button Mash podcast once again. I hosted for the good old Roger while he was off looking after his missus who could have a baby at any moment. Uh, that episode will be coming out on Wednesday. Check it out. Chris and I had a lot of fun chatting video games and whatnot. And then, yeah, before recording this episode, I was lucky enough to get to appear on the Hungry Gamers uh, with uh, with uh, uh, Brendan there, and uh, God, we had an absolute blast talking games there and whatnot as well too. Um, I did. I talked a little bit about my origin story and how news to reviews got started. So if you're interested in that, yeah, check that out. That'll be coming out uh, either Monday or Tuesday somewhere along that timeline. Yeah, bloody a lot of fun on there as well too. I, yeah, I, I love the hungry gamers. Uh, anyone who who loves uh, gaming and gaming news and pop culture in general should check out the hungry gamers there they're bloody bloody awesome but enough talking about that let's talk about us by jumping into the gaming news what we bloody do here okay now the first story that I'm going to talk about this week. And I, I've picked it as the top story because I'm a narcissist and this is the one that uh, that appealed to me the most because, well, you're going to find out why when I start talking about it. There were some pretty fucking massive, and I mean huge, Last of Us Part 2 leaks. Now, before I jump into this, and I, did, I didn't put this one into a somebody's leaking because this is just... <laughs> everywhere around the news it's all been, and it's pretty much confirmed that the, all this shit is real as well too um j- just to just to clarify for everybody listening to this i'm not going to put any 
spoilers in this story. I'm going to just be talking about the leaks and the the stuff happening around them and whatnot. So so if anyone's worried about that, yeah, you can you can leave your worries at the door. This article uh, comes out of Forbes. It was written by Paul Tassie. Parts of the game taken from a dev build have been leaked online and are being decimated uh, across YouTube. This includes an enormous amount of cutscenes from the game and various dev menus that reveal levels and plot points of The Last of Us Part 2. No spoilers will follow in this article. Uh, It's a massive sprawling leak and obviously something almost everyone is going to want to avoid lest you fail to be surprised by various twists and turns in the game. One point in particular that has been revealed has been described as something that was supposed to hit players unexpectedly, but I don't know what it is and will not be discussing any of these leaks here. Uh, because I've been avoiding them as you should be. That's this uh, gentleman's editorializing, but I totally concur with him. Avoid the fuck out of that if you can. I've been avoiding it as much as possible. The rumor currently circulating is that these dev build leaks are from a disgruntled naughty dog employee, but now since that story came out, we have found out that no, this is not a disgruntled naughty dog employee. This was not someone who works for Naughty Dog at all or Sony Interactive entertainment so who knows if it was a third party company there or someone else who somehow managed to get access to this information but yeah it's like some video footage of some actual gameplay and 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 a lot of uh, development information that that spoils as a lot of stuff as you could hear from that article there so please everyone be careful out there if you're if you're scrolling the internet for the last of us part two content uh watch those thumbnails in youtube yeah, Lucky. What do you what do you think about these leaks? I mean, I'm not. I haven't really played Last of Us two, so let's let's just pretend for our viewers that I said all of that, including the last part. Um, Zach, what do you think about all these leaks? <laughs> yeah, well, look. Obviously, it's super disappointing. Um, I, I feel bad <laughs> for all those developers who apparently working conditions at Naughty Dog aren't the greatest. And they've had to do a lot of crunching, a lot of ridiculous hours. And I feel just terrible for those developers. All their hard work and, and, and bloody the sacrificing of their mental health they've had to put into getting this game made. And now it gets spoiled out there for a lot of people. Um, so, sorry, the, you were talking about mental health. So, what's, what's going on with their mental health? Oh, just it's, it's a, a bit of a renowned thing in the video game industry for when people are... Uh, under crunch it's a it's a, it, it causes a lot of anxiety and, and mm. a lot of mental health issues for people like uh during the production of anthem apparently uh bioware had people quit uh citing their mental health and anxiety as the reason why they had to leave uh mm, so Jesus. yeah it's something it's something that uh it's that there's a reason why i hate crunch and it's because yeah it's not good for people like they, they say if you're working more than 50 hours a week on something mm. and any any time after that you're getting diminishing returns because yeah you, you gotta i don't know you, you, at least i understand there's going to be weeks where people are going after work extra hours and that but you've got to make sure you pay your staff for that whenever you are and you got to make sure it's not months on end because these people have families and a life outside of these jobs and Anyone would know just like, like if you're at a job all the time, it's almost like you're, you're isolating and everyone's self-isolating right now and they know how bad that can be for your mental health. It's causing a lot of people a lot of issues. So, mm. it's, yeah, it's no different here. If you're stuck at work all the time, you don't get to have some kind of life. It's going to have a drastic effect. On yeah, your it's a particularly shitty time at the moment. Um, 
to be under crunch. So yeah, I, I can totally get it from that end. With with this game, when's it coming out? Do you so have they confederally so say? So that that is the next little little piece of news I'll get to. So there is a Ooh. positive side to this, <laughs> and this okay. this this one I saw this news on Twitter in the morning. Man, it it, it really put a spring in my step that day for sure. Mm, okay. Basically, due to these leaks, I, I think it's sort of forced Naughty Dog's hand, and now The Last of Us Part Two will be coming June nineteenth of this year. So we're seeing it in about a <coughs> month and a and a half's time. It's it's coming really yeah. soon. So, my dear God, when they said it was delayed indefinitely, you know, I understood, but I was like, I was, I was a little bit worried because I was thinking, oh, that means probably holiday time. We're not going to be seeing it for months and months and months, but. You know, even though this was a shitty thing that happened uh, with this leak, it's uh, uh, the one good thing came out of it, one silver lining, and that was that bloody they pushed Naughty Dog's hand, and now we're getting a, a, a release date sooner. So we're going to be getting our hands on Last of Us in in a little over a month, man. I'm so oh, I'm so fucking excited. I'm so bloody well it's out it sounds like i haven't got a playstation but no i i i don't care personally about the game particularly but i i find the whole thing interesting um so so pretty much what how much of this game was leaked um Uh, a lot of major a a lot of major plot points i haven't looked into it obviously Uh, out of fear of spoiling it for myself but apparently yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of major plot points and naughty dogs games are like a massive reason why people play them and, and the main reason why i play them is these amazing sprawling narratives with fantastic characterization so to have uh any of the especially in the last of us there was lots of twists and turns in that story uh yeah. if, if i if i had had the ending or any of the twists in the last of us spoiled for me i would have been uh, devastated after having played that mm. game and absolutely loving it so uh, do you yeah, think it's, it's apparently it's a fair few plot points. Like they've got some storyboard stuff, uh, like the names of certain levels and whatnot. Which, as you know, uh, if you look through trophy lists and whatnot, when you get a game, you got to be super careful because even that can spoil things for you. Do you think that this leaked info basically made Naughty Dog change their mind and and roll out the game six months earlier than anticipated, or do you mm-hmm. think it's just coincidence? Look, there's no hard evidence of that, but it was very soon after these leaks that they announced the release of the game. So you'd yeah. have to imagine that the, the thought process behind that is, uh, you know, the longer these leaks are out, the more mm. more people it's going to spoil. Uh, so the the quicker they get the game out, the better, basically. And not to mention also all these leaks and all this shit going on has really put it in the news. It's uh, There's not a lot going on right now. So it's what everyone on every gaming website and every YouTube channel and podcast is talking about. So I think, yeah, they're probably going to try and piggyback off of that a little bit and try not to release yeah. too too soon after. They said they nearly had it done when they delayed it the first time. The whole reasoning behind that, that, that they uh, didn't release it was they were worried if they released in May, they wouldn't be able to get physical copies out to people. That was the assumption because they said it was due mm-hmm. to COVID. And yeah. I get sort of why as well too, because apparently they've, they've announced that uh, Last of Us Part Two is going to be a 100 gigabyte download. So if I can, Fuck. I'm definitely yeah. going to be trying to get my hands on a physical copy because that will take so long for me to download yeah. and take up a fuck ton of space on my uh, PS4. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so look, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's it's a sucky thing that happened. It's a shit thing to happen for those developers, but. 
we are getting the game and we're getting it soon. So oh, I can't wait, man. Like I've, I've, I was thinking we we're going to have this massive video game lull for the next few months until the holiday period. But then lo and behold, the gaming gods have smiled upon us and we are getting The Last of Us <laughs> Part 2. And then Ghost of Tsushima has now been announced to be coming out in July 17th. So uh, less than a month later, we're going to be getting another f- uh, first party uh, uh, Sony exclusive, which... <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 looking so forward again, to Ghost of Tsushima as well again, too. The sun will never stop shining on Sony players. Oh, dude, I'm I'm this this year's got some good shit. Like, it's <laughs> like, like Ghost of Tsushima looks fucking amazing, and it's not even in my top three most anticipated. I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk more than that, but Ghost of Tsushima looks fucking incredible. My God, yeah. So speaking of mm. games that I'm super super fucking excited for, we have had an announcement. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming to all your platforms or other than the Switch, obviously, including next-gen consoles as well, too. Uh, this article is written uh, by PC Gamer. They have not credited a, a, an author with this one. So these are some details about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So you'll play as Eivor, I'm assuming it's pronounced, it's, it's spelled E-I-V-O-R. Would you say Eivor or it would be like Ivor? I think Brendan went oh. with Ivor, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I'd think Eivor just because I'm thinking of Igor from um, the, the Frankenstein franchise, but that's it. I like I, I like the way Eivor sounds, so fuck it, I'm going to stick with that. So Eivor, a warrior and Viking clan leader. While not shown in the trailer, players will be able to choose which version of Eivor they want to play, male or female. You can get a look at the female Eivor in figurine form. She comes with a pricey $200 physical collector's edition. Though we don't yet know if that's US <laughs> okay. dollars too. We don't yet know if there's any in-game difference between the two versions of Eivor besides appearance and a different voice actor. Assassin's Creed Valhalla takes place in England in the 9th century, beginning in the year 873. Your clan has left Norway behind to start a new life in England, which may be slightly more hospitable, but staking out some new territory won't be easy. You'll still have to deal with the Saxons, who aren't thrilled about your presence. In real history, Viking armies invaded and conquered much of England between 860 and 900 AD, but smaller raids were happening decades before that. King Alfred, the Great of Wessex, a real figure, is in the Valhalla trailer, above sending his soldiers out to battle the Vikings. He was Mm. one of the few English rulers to successfully beat back the Norse armies. Here are some uh, some notes on Eivor's confirmed combat abilities. There are throwing axes, so you can throw some motherfucking axes. That sounds great. Eivor can deal wield pretty much anything, uh, any combination of weapons, even two shields, if you like. Uh, the classic <laughs> assassin's hidden blade. Okay is back. Although it's less hidden this time, it comes out of a chamber on the top side of Eivor's gauntlet. You have a village and a tattoo parlor that you manage as well. So we talked about Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, the, the Vikings Norse-style game 
months ago, I think there was rumors around this a long, long time ago. And I believe that then the rumors were it was going to be called Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, but obviously that hasn't mm. panned out. It's ended up being Valhalla. But yeah, like even though I, I sort of knew this was coming, still seeing this this uh, cinematic trailer. It's not just a cinematic trailer. It's not a uh, the a gameplay trailer yet I'm, I, it, I'm already getting super excited I loved Assassin's mm. Creed Odyssey and these are the same ones who did Origins um, which was uh, possibly my favourite Assassin's Creed game I platinum that game adored it as, as well I did a platinum Odyssey but I, if, if they can like build off the gameplay from Odyssey with all these really cool powers and stuff and all the cool mythology and have a, a story and a world as detailed and well thought out as what they did in Assassin's Creed Origins Oh my dear God, mm. I'm going to play the fuck out of this. And not to mention, yes, it's coming out on next-gen consoles. So this could potentially be the first next-gen <laughs> game that I yeah. play. And it could be this year. Holy fucking shit. I'm so excited, yeah. Loki. As you can you can hear, I'm fucking about to fall off my chair right now. Are you excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Ye- yes, absolutely. I think you have good reason to be excited for this one. It sounds great. It sounds like they've... Um that it, it sounds like you're going to get a lot stuffed into this one of clashing of different cultures. So it's not just Norse. You're going to be dealing with, you know, Britannia of that time, potentially other areas within Europe. So it sounds like it's going to be really sprawling, which is really exciting. Um, look, for me, um, for me, they're, they're ticking all the boxes. Um, cause it's something that I've wanted for a while and, um, I'm, I, I reckon um, as long as they don't fuck up the voice actors for the male actor this time round, um, I'll be very, very, very happy. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question. Were you? Uh, who, who are you leaning more towards, the male or the female character? Um, I was forced to play Cassandra by default in the in in Odyssey because Alexio sounded so fucking bad. Um, so I'm hoping to have more of a choice this time round, but I. Being a gay man, I usually lean towards the sexy male um, protagonist for obvious reasons. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I totally agree with you in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, I was not a fan of Alexios and his and his accent. That got I got over that really, really quickly. But I, I found Cassandra oh, fantastic, yeah. and I felt she suited the game far far better she was yeah i had a great time playing through as her but i think in this situation you know we're going uh vikings here i i got got to have me that viking beard man if i'm swinging that swinging that axe i i, I got to have me that big viking beard with the platted platted and shit that's i've got to live my best viking life you know yeah no fair enough so you've heard it here first zach would like to play the vikings game with a female with a beard Will you be dual wielding your bearded Valkyrie warrior with uh, uh, dual wielding shields? Man, it, look if they if they put in a a, a, a female character with a beard, I will hundred percent select that character. Even Excellent. if it's just she has very long hair and she ties it around underneath her chin and pretends it's a beard, I'd totally <laughs> play as that character as well too. But as what you were saying, yeah, I'll be curious to see how they implement that because generally in Viking culture, the females were the shield maidens and the uh, males were the ones with the uh, axes and whatnot. So it's... it's. But uh, I'm guessing that since they're going for a female and a male version of the same character, my guess is that they're probably going to be getting them to do both and either or something like that so I'm oh yeah there'll be to... no difference in terms of mechanics yeah exactly it's right which is, which is weird, which i think some people might get annoyed about and be like she's supposed to oh, be a shield yeah. and blah, blah 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 but like yeah yeah fuck off about that it's so, like 
you know, sometimes you, that stuff you can, choose. Sometimes that stuff can cause a bit of narrative dissonance, like because it, it, it's it, you can pick either or, then they end up being vague with some dialogue, and that can sort of take you out of it a little bit. But I eh. think I think they did a good job of it in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so I have faith in them for doing it for this one. But like. Yeah, the other yeah. things that get me excited is like throwing axes. That's great. Fucking throwing an axe. Who 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 doesn't love that? That's 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 fun. That's fun for everyone. Um, but I'm already also- gonna be. I'm already gonna be doing wacky shit. I yeah. I'm in love with dual wielding shields. If they if that if that is somehow playable through the game, I absolutely will do a dual wield shield build. <laughs> dual wield shield build <laughs> that's it that's it i like it. the way that sounds that's fantastic it. well well yeah the, another thing that i like the sound of which is uh, gonna sound very hypocritical of me because usually I, I shit on this when it's in games is the introduction of they're going mm. to have this uh village basically which is you know a hub world technically yes yeah, so look w- fingers crossed it's not going to be one of these anthem style ones where it's just super dead and boring and the the hub world's just a waste of time let's hope it's more like Red Dead Redemption, which from what I've I've read, there was a bit of a deep dive on this one. Uh, they were saying that there's going to be stories that start and end in the village. You know, you'll see uh, choices that you make have an effect on your village, different relationships build there and start there depending on how relationships are formed in the game and whatnot. So it sounds like, yeah, they're going to be delivering a lot of narrative through using this, this village uh, setting and whatnot, which I love that in Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I talked to every single one of the people in the camp every time I went back to the camp because I just wanted more of that tasty, tasty dialogue. And it was just so great and gave such a good context and made the world feel so much more alive. So if they can lean more to the Red Dead style on that, oh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm all in. Do, do, do you like the sound of a, of a, of this village mechanic here or do you worried it's going to be one of those shitty hub worlds? I don't think it'll be a shitty hub world because uh, look, I don't, I don't think anything, I'm not expecting anything shitty because Assassin's Creed has been consistently for the last couple of titles, pretty high polish. So I, good point. Yeah. Yeah. I trust based on their history. Um, as long as we don't get another unity disaster on our hands, which I don't think Ubisoft will, be likely to uh to to repeat um yeah i think it'll be fine yeah i think uh, after ghost recon bland point and whatnot like they <laughs> remember that they had that we had the story a, a while ago yeah. about how they delayed all those games basically due to the performance of that in the division two as well too yeah so, yeah. yeah but like yeah, a- assassin's creed is their is their flagship game if, oh, if they're going to yeah. try, if they're going to try to cut budget, or they're going to try to do some wacky new shit, they're not going to do it in Assassin's Creed. They'll do it in something else, see how it goes, test the waters, and then adapt it to a later Assassin's Creed model if it turns out being wildly successful. I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, what you're saying about Ubisoft, like Assassin's Creed, is their bread and butter, and I got to say, it is definitely their most consistent series. Like I think the only ones that have been like critical flops really like maybe three wasn't the most favored by people and and definitely Ooh, yeah. unity but yeah. i i think especially compared to their other franchises it's easily the most consistent but look we don't have to wait too long for some gameplay of this game as well too because uh, next week uh, Microsoft is having an inside Xbox live stream where they're going to be showcasing a bunch of stuff that they have coming up on the Xbox uh, Series X and 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 also the Xbox One as well. Uh, it's going to be Thursday on seventh uh, of May, so yeah, next Thursday. But that's four PM UK time. That so that's going to be Friday. 
at 1am Australia time. So I will not be getting up for that one. I'll be uh, checking out the highlights in the morning, but I will definitely be checking out the Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay because that's where you get a real taste of what it is. And apparently we're going to get it, see it, ru- see it running on the Xbox Series X. Are you, you going to get up mm. at 1am and watch Microsoft's live stream? Um, nah. <laughs> nah, I'll just wake up and enjoy it in the morning with yeah, my exactly. coffee. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. We're smart people, Lockie. We're smart people. Oh, I can't wait to see some gameplay. Like, the cinematic trailers <laughs> like, are, are good. I, I enjoy them. They give you a taste of what the tone is they're going for. But when you see the gameplay, you actually get an idea of, of, of what the game is going to be. So, fuck Yes, give it to me. Put it straight into my veins. Uh, especially knowing that we're going to see it running on next-gen consoles. Fuck. Oh. Mm, oh yeah, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm keen to see what everything looks like. Do you think you'll pick this up when it comes out uh, probably in the, the holiday period on, on PC or something like that? Or are you going to wait and see how it, how it looks? Um, I will probably pick it up on one on um my xbox if it comes out on the current gen consoles but yeah i um it definitely this is a game that i'm looking forward to i've got good expectations about i mean who knows it could be an absolute fucking disaster and i change my mind upon launch but probably not so yeah i i would be yeah i I would upgrade for this game if it's good Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll definitely be I'll be picking up the PS5 and playing this on PS5. That is a uh, pretty much a guarantee from me. I'm yeah, a, I'm a PlayStation pony. I'm a Sony simp. Uh, this is <laughs> hey this is hey PlayStation is giving you nothing but great shit over the next couple of months. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> what's what's what am I fucking getting? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm looking well, forward to Xenoblade on on the Switch, but other than that, um. Yeah, yeah. Look, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima could both turn out to be garbage fires, but I very seriously doubt it, just based on the developers and the the pedigree of games that they've put out before. But yeah, look, great, exciting news about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I think uh, it's it's good to have some news about some potentially really cool games and that that are not really too far away. You know, they're coming this year, so. Yeah, check out that gameplay when it comes out in a week, and if it's good, then it's potentially time to start getting fucking excited. And I have a few quick stories here, but the first one of those is something that gets me very excited, because the Australian Classifications Board has confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077 will be R18+, and will have no censored content. We'll be getting the exact same game that they get in the US and Europe and all over the world. Holy shit, I am so fucking happy about this. My God, it was so devastating back in Stick of Truth where the game had to be censored (laughs) in Australia. The Australian Classifications Uh, Board has been so shitty with this (laughs) stuff in the past. We've had certain games that couldn't even release. So many games that have had to be been edited and stuff over yeah. the years and it's just fucking horse shit that they don't give game developers the same artistic freedom that they do to people who make film and all other kinds of media like if ugh, my dear god like you, you can put whatever you want in a movie apparently as long as you rate it appropriately and you're just being artistic and edgy or what the fuck ever you can generally do whatever you want but as soon as it comes to games for some reason there's a different standard so Hopefully, this is a sign of, of things to come in the future. Hopefully, we're going to see more uh, more games coming out in Australia and not being censored at all. Uh, I know you're not as excited about Cyberpunk 2077 
uh, as as what I am. But are, are you happy to hear that the the Australian Classifications Board may be potentially picking up their game? Well, I'm kind of disappointed to hear that there won't be um, random points in cutscenes where there'll be a picture of a sad koala um, <laughs> due to censorship, because that's pretty funny. Um, it was a fun was a way funny... to deal with it. Yeah, it was a funny, funny way to sort of work around it. And then you just hop onto YouTube to see the uncensored shit immediately afterwards. Like, um, so, <laughs> you got, I mean, I, I, I personally found I got the best of both worlds through that. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's strange in Australia how we do still draw the line with games versus movies. Yeah, just, just make it R18 if you think it's inappropriate for kids to watch. They'll still play the game. Like, I remember, um, I remember when I was a kid, I got Conker's Bad Fur Day on Nintendo 64. I made my parents buy that for my birthday. And that was, that was a fucking amazing game. So inappropriate for its time. I think it was, well, I think it was MA. Yeah. I, th- yes. I think that that tricked a lot of parents back in the day because, you know, it says MA, but then you can be like, yeah, but look, it's just a cartoon squirrel in the box. Like, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel yeah. like that, that's, that's an easy one to pull off. But, oh, no, parents don't really give a shit these days. Like, you know, oh, yeah, as I've spoken totally. about before, I work at a retail store what sells games. And, you know, if you're if, if someone wants to buy an R18 game, you've got to check ID and whatnot. And if, if not, they got to have a parent there to buy it. And so many parents will buy things like GTA Five for their kids and whatnot, and some of their kids like like well under ten. So a lot of parents out there don't give a fuck. Yeah, it it is funny. I think um definitely uh I definitely kids are um ava- uh, able to grow up a lot quicker than they used to back in the old days where we had dial up net and everything was a lot more censored and everything mm. was was fuzzy and the idea of someone dying on screen was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll have a lot of kids that will be able to handle Assassin's Creed as it is now and not be freaked out. And I I guess that's up to the parent to decide if their kid's ready to handle that sort of shit. Like, it shouldn't be up to... It shouldn't be up to society to sort of decide, oh, the kid's not... You know, no kiddies are ready yet. I I just think, like... Yeah. I mean, there's some games out there that are really fucked up, but, like, most of them, I think, eh, yeah. it's up to the parents to figure out what their kids can handle and, and can't. Well, I think if it's okay to, to depict in film and in books and and all other media, it's it should be fine to depict in games. I don't think there should be different rules just for gaming, I think. I think it's yeah. ridiculous. It just doesn't make any sense to me. At all. Well, I like, think I think I think the second I think once Harry Potter um, was able to be read by kids, you know, I mean, you know, that was the worst thing in the world that that kids could be reading because um, it had um, it had witchcraft in it and the devil's, you know, the devil's magic. Um, so, like, I think you know, once you once you you let kids do that, there's no going back. <laughs> That's how all this started from Harry Potter. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck it. Jesus. Vatican <laughs> Church, hashtag fuck it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, good news from the Australian's classi- classification board there. And the next real quick piece of news is that uh, DICE has confirmed they're working on a new Battlefield that were released in 2021. So if, if anyone was looking forward to a, a new Battlefront, a Battlefront 3, a Star Wars Battlefront 3, that is not going to be happening, at least not by these guys. 
Uh, and yeah, you won't see another Battlefield this year either. You can look forward to that next year. So anyone who are fans of the Battlefield franchise, you'll probably get that. My guess would be holiday time uh, 2021 because that's when they release all their games around holiday time. Uh, but that will do us for our news this week. Uh, just on to the games that have been released over the last week. It has been a, a a busy week in releases of games. Not a lot of big titles, but lots of little bits and pieces there that you know may may get some of our listeners excited. So let's 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 get cracking. So Telling Lies came to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, we also had SnowRunner. Uh, come to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That's like a, a bit of a, a truck simulator style game. I've seen a trailer for it. It actually it looks really pretty. Not my kind of game, but if you're into simulator games, this might uh, tickle that itch for you. Uh, we have Secure Wars uh, came to PS4. Uh, we have Moving Out coming to all platforms. Now, that's something I'm definitely interested in picking up. It's like an overcooked style game where you got to move things like physics based game where you got to move stuff out of people's houses but it's that overcooked style <laughs> with someone else so it's real cartoony well, and fun looking there's a free demo available on nintendo switch so i'm going to give that a crack with what so like a, is it like a repo com- is it like a repo company where the bank <laughs> is foreclosed on your house and is taking all your possessions and shit I don't know and what the premise just, is, but it's like you're just gleefully just levels, and you just got to move shit. So yeah, it's not. I don't <laughs> Does it have like people crying story. outside the front of their house, watching as all their possessions are being taken away? Well, I'll, I'll play the demo and I'll uh, I'll get back to you on that one. My guess, it's a real cartoony Happy Feels one. So <laughs> my my guess is no, okay. it's not going to be the uh, this this cynical version of yours. Looking, <laughs> we also have had uh, Gears Tactics come to PC, uh, Streets of Rage Four came to all platforms and then we had call of duty modern warfare 2 uh just the campaign remastered come to ps4 xbox one and pc so there's a bit of stuff that came out there i've heard a bit of buzz of around gears tactics and uh streets of rage 4 so maybe check those out i think gears tactics is yeah exactly what it sounds like it's a gears tactics type game sort of like XCOM <laughs> kind of a thing but i've heard some good yeah. things about it if that sounds interesting to you maybe check that out and uh, streets of rage i believe it's a is it a new title in an old series, or it's a remaster of a Streets of? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that one, but yeah. oh, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, and seen it sounds like Street Fighter. I, I don't. Know. I think it it's up. I think it's like a beat 'em up kind of a thing, but yeah, it, it is. It's street. It's a street. It looks like Street Fighter. That's funny. Yeah, they're definitely going for for a tie, um for the same sort of idea. Yeah, for sure, yes. for sure. All right, well, look, let's uh, leave it there for a moment. We'll take a quick break, and then after that, we'll get back in with what we have been playing. So, Lockie, what have you been playing this week, my friend? Oh, God, I've been playing more of the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 game. That, that game is so... It's meaty if you um, get get trapped into into mm. doing all the side quest stuff and all the grindy shit to level up your characters. I I like some people will absolutely hate that and and I sometimes hate that, but somehow this game got me really hooked. So I've just been spending so much time progressing very little of the story because I I want to max out all my shit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so nothing really more to say on it this week, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing more than last time. It's a quality game. Um, the narrative is is a bit JRPG weird, but it's um, 
it's definitely something if if you are into final fantasy and that sort of thing um they're doing it really well it's very good quality in terms of ter- direction um and cutscenes yeah a lot of fun oh, i'm i'm glad you're still enjoying xenoblade chronicles 2 i i don't think i've seen you enjoy a game this much in quite a while so yeah it's good to see you so bloody pumped for a game and yeah uh, speaking of being pumped <laughs> for a game i am absolutely pumped to talk about this game now uh, th- i've been playing uh, bits and pieces of a plague tale innocence now this yeah, this was made mm. by a sobo studio uh now uh, uh, this game came out last year I, I i missed when it came out may of last year so it's like you know nearly a year ago now that this game came out but there was a fair bit of buzz around it lots of creators that i liked said they really enjoyed it and the main thing they enjoyed about it was the narrative and i love a game with a new narrative but at, at the at that time I didn't really know that studio very well, and it was uh, quite expensive on release, around seventy something dollars. So I think I picked it up on the PlayStation Store for for twenty five bucks when they had that recent Easter sale. And oh my god, I am so glad I did. I'm about a little over halfway through the game, I think now. And yeah, that narrative definitely does not disappoint. You play as Amicia, a, a, a young redhead girl, and you're traveling through with her little brother, uh, uh, trying to escape. Uh, the Inquisition, and uh, it, it it is the narrative. It just moves along at such mm, a perfect yeah. pace, like through the entire game. Like there's, they're always introducing new characters and new uh, combat elements and and uh, new story elements uh, as the game progresses. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not finished yet. As I said, I'm a little over, a little bit over halfway through. But so far, yes, it's definitely lived up to the hype. Uh, the gameplay, for the mm. most part, is is uh, stealth gameplay. You're sneaking through as Amicia with her slingshot, and you're you know th- you know sending guards in one direction by throwing a rock, and then you know skipping through there as quickly as you possibly can, uh, whilst trying to remain out of sight. Uh, but then there's also these really interesting puzzles uh, with the uh, with uh, this interesting thing, uh, rat tech, as the developers referred to it. They have mm. this really interesting rat tech where they uh, have will have thousands upon thousands of rats on screen and they use that for puzzles and whatnot you use fire to scare the rats away so you got to figure out how to use fire to, to get past massive swarms of these rats and and that's been a lot of fun but yeah the main the main thing you're there for is is the story so have, have you played a plague tale innocence before lucky yeah i have um and and i completely agree with you it's it's an amazingly atmospheric game and the rat tech is is just awesome it is uh it is equal parts beautiful to look at to appreciate graphics but also terrifying and really puts you in the in the the same sort of mood that the characters are are experiencing Mm -hmm. especially in those early chapters when everything is new and you're just like what the fuck am i seeing Mm. oh certainly yeah it is a grim world that you're playing in as this as this young Mm. girl my god you see a lot of really horrific stuff a lot of uh, uh, people being eaten alive by swarms of rats. That never stops being disgusting and horrifying. So, yeah, some interesting and really, really dark stuff. So, yeah, be prepared for that if you are going to play this game. If you're not in, into a dark story, this is not going to be your, your feel-good kind of game. Uh, but did, did you finish yeah. the game, Lockie? Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're not into good, interesting, <laughs> engaging narratives, um, you know, stick to Animal Crossing or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
do yourself a favor and and just buy turnips on sale or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. No, it, it is a fantastic narrative. The way the, the, I had to, I'm sorry, I had to slip oh, in I, just shitting on yeah, Animal Crossing because the entire world is in love with it. That's fine, man. It's still, I still get to enjoy it just as much, maybe even a l- slightly more, knowing that you hate it. <laughs> so, I, it works out I, well. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> and that's okay it's definitely not normally okay. my kind of game generally more my kind of game is a plague tale innocence but that that's already massive praise <laughs> coming from you saying that you finished it because yeah like you don't finish every game you play it's usually only the ones that you mm. really really do enjoy so yeah that's mm. that's some high praise right there coming for that game so yeah, I, I, <laughs> I look i look forward yeah, to finishing is. this story i'm hoping to have it finished in the next week as i am on the precipice of finishing final fantasy 7 remake that's why i haven't i'm not speaking about it this week because i still haven't finished it and my god it's starting to become a bit of a slog i really am just at this point trying to get like get it finished uh but more more on that when we talk about that next week so yeah bloody i guess animal crossing and final fantasy sort of stopped me from playing too much of a plague's a plague tale innocence which is kind of disappointing because yeah it's 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 the main Mm. thing i want to play right now so i think this week i'm gonna get that finished because my god it, it is a beautiful game and I, i'm i'm so glad i picked it up if you if if you can pick it up definitely check it out a plague tale innocent a plague tale innocence it is a fantastic game and it's by an indie developer i believe or they're like a double a size developer or something like that um brendan informed me on the hungry gamers mm. that they're actually working on the next microsoft flight simulator game so a bit, a bit disappointing for me because i really wanted to see uh, what these guys could do with another narrative game because it seems to me they they've got a fucking real knack for it. Uh, but yeah. Oh well, well who knows? Maybe the flight, the new Microsoft Flight Simulator will have this amazing story with characters that we, um, you know, that we we grow to care for um, over the course of simulating your flight. Uh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> who yeah, knows? It, it, it all remains to be seen. But yeah, we'll. Uh, I just hope that the rat the rat swarm mechanic it works its way into the new flight simulator. Yeah. Maybe bats this time. Very very um very topical at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the the rats of the sky, if you will. There you go. Oh, um, yeah. No, but I I do want to ask you with that game because the game is incredible in terms of atmosphere, and I I personally would describe it as a puzzle game that that tries that kind of tries to trick you into thinking that it's a bit of an action game, but it really isn't. Like, it flirts with the action mechanics, but it's really more of a puzzle-solving game. Oh, um, certainly, yeah. I feel like the the most action-packed moments are pretty much walking simulator moments where you just got to run and sort of time yeah. things kind of correctly. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not... I wouldn't say it's an action game. I'd sort of say, yeah, it's more like a stealth puzzler, but the, the real star of the game is the narrative, I think. Yeah, because there, there's a boss early on, and I I don't think I'm spo- I'm spoiling anything. Um, but there's a boss early on where you you the game shifts more from the stealth puzzle solving into you're you're kind of in an action style fight against this boss, mm. having to use your slinging mechanics, and it it just felt it was just really frustrating because the it's it, the mechanics from an action perspective feel really clunky like they didn't feel nice and so it just made it made sort of the the boss fight a bit it made it frustrating for me but obviously not frustrating enough to give up on the game because it's a pretty small part of the game but it's just the game tries to flirt with those mechanics where it just doesn't quite land um 
Yeah, so if you like action games and only action games, this is probably not the best game for you. But if you like um, incredibly engaging and interactive puzzle games or games with a strong story or rich atmosphere um, and horror vibes, this is an amazing game. Yeah, certainly. I, I concur with everything Lockie just said. And I think that's a good place for us to leave it for this week. Uh, uh, if you want to tell us what you think about A Plague Tale Innocence, you can send us your feedback to news to reviews podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check us out on all these socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter is the best place to keep track of everything we are doing. Our Twitter handle is at news to reviews and that's with a number two instead of the word two. Oh, yeah, leave us a review on iTunes if you can. It really does help us out. And, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening for another week. It's been a big, big week for me as far as podcasting goes. Lots of uh, doing lots of shows, uh, three shows in a weekend. It's, it's yeah, God, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm very happy that I get to do this every week. And oh, I'm loving every second of it. And I'm loving you, Lockie, as my fantastic co-host. <laughs> You're such a fucking legend. Yes, I managed to heap some praise on you right at the end, right where you don't fucking expect Damn it, me. motherfucker. That's what you get. Yeah, you fucking got me. <laughs> it was like a gut punch. Fuck, you sneaky fucker. <laughs> and everyone out there, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another. Bye, daisies. <laughs>